Hi, everyone. You're listening to Who I Met Today, and I'm your host, Pam Lamp. I'm all about doing one tiny new thing every single day. And on this podcast, I invite you to come along with me and discover something new through conversations with people from all walks of life. I hope you enjoy listening to these interviews and exploring new territory with me. For more people stories and episodes, please visit my website, whoimettoday.com. My guest today, backed by popular demand, is Dr. Maureen Seitz, a family medicine physician at the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Dr. Seitz completed a fellowship in geriatrics at Vanderbilt University and is board certified in both family medicine and geriatrics. She's here today to discuss the ins and outs of shingles, a viral infection no one wants to get. Hi, Maureen, thank you for coming back. So good to be here. Well, I got a lot of good feedback about you and our discussion of bone density from episode seven. And I feel quite certain that listeners will like the information that you're going to give us today. So to jump in, several years ago, a friend of mine, when she was probably 60, got shingles. She hadn't had the vaccine It was horrible. It was debilitating. It was painful. And it took her months to get back to her normal self. So first of all, can you please describe what shingles is? So shingles is actually a secondary infection. So it's a reactivation of the chickenpox virus, otherwise known as the varicella zoster virus. And when you have chickenpox, you get those spots and they kind of go back into your nervous system and just lie dormant there until they get reactivated for some reason because your immunity is lower, because you get older, and that's what shingles is. So what are the symptoms of shingles? A lot of times the first symptom is just pain and you don't necessarily see a rash, but you have pain in a particular nerve distribution in your body and you can't figure out like what that pain is and then it might start itching and then all of a sudden these blisters start appearing like little tiny like fluid filled vesicles or blisters that kind of resemble the original chickenpox rash. Well that sounds lovely. Is it all over your body on one side of your body? So it is usually in one or two contiguous nerve distributions. And it's kind of confusing probably (laughs) to say a nerve distribution, but when you think about your spine and every vertebrae of your spine, in between every vertebrae, nerves come out on either side. And the particular nerves that we're talking about are sensory nerves or nerves that you know, when you touch something, you can feel it. And those nerves, for some reason, the viral particles from your original infection can travel like backwards down those nerves to kind of sit in your spine. It's really hard to explain, but just because you have chicken pox doesn't mean that you are going to get shingles, or it doesn't mean necessarily that the chickenpox virus has traveled like backwards to your, you know, spinal nerves, the beginning of your spinal nerves. But it's possible that that happens. 
And if it does happen, it doesn't happen everywhere. It usually happens like in one particular area. And so when the shingles rash is going to be reactivated from there, so it will generally appear on one side of your body only in one or two nerve distributions. Most often it's on your your chest wall or your, you know, your side. But you have sensory nerves that go to your head, that go to your eye, that go to your face, that go to your ear, that go to your legs. So it can pop up in any one or two of those contiguous nerve distributions. Are you contagious? Absolutely. And how is it transmitted? So the blisters that come up are full of this like just clear fluids. It seems like so benign, but it's actually full of viral particles. So the way that you give it to someone else is if they touch those viral particles. But we also know that people who have shingles, we've detected the viral particles in their saliva if they have a shingles outbreak. So basically, just until the blisters have resolved and crusted over, you could be contagious. Well, let's go back to my friend for a second. So she comes down with shingles. I confess I didn't know very much about it. Shingles was not on my radar because at that time, the medical community didn't recommend the vaccine until you were 60. And at that time, it was a one and done vaccine. So I did some research. I knew that I did not want to get shingles based on my friend's experience. Talked to my doctor. I ended up getting the vaccine at CVS or Walgreens. One of the other would give the vaccine to people under 60 who came in and did not have a doctor's prescription. So I thought, I'm all set. Shingles vaccine, done. So imagine my surprise when three years later, I developed a really sharp pain in the middle of my abdomen. And I thought, I must have pulled a muscle. So it went on for a few days, getting worse, not better. And let me tell you, the pain was intense. So I finally went to the doctor and she examined me and she said, what is that little spot? And there was this teeny, tiny little abrasion right by my belly button. And I said, oh, I don't know. The zipper on my jeans must have rubbed. And she said, do you have any more of those spots? And I said, I don't know. So she looks around at my trunk area and she said, you didn't pull a muscle. You have shingles. And I said, what? Luckily, it was a really light case because I had had the vaccine and I believe she gave me an antiviral. But let me tell you, even with that light of a case, it was so painful. So I'd like you to talk about the former vaccine and then the current vaccine that we have now. Vaccines are never 100%, first of all. But when you get the vaccine, if you get shingles, you're more likely to have a lighter case and also to not have lingering pain long after the shingles rash is gone. But because it's your nerve endings, like these are your sensory nerves, this is what gives you information about the world. You know, so it's very sensitive. You can touch anything and you can tell what it is with your eyes closed. That's because your sensory nerves are so sensitive. So when they are damaged, they hurt. Like they send 
a lot of sensory information, which is pain, basically. So the old vaccine, which was made out of the chickenpox virus that was inactivated, we don't even use it anymore. It was a good vaccine, but it's not as effective as the recombinant vaccine, which is the new one that we use, the Shingrix. The old vaccine was called Verivax, and the new vaccine is called, the manufacturer calls it Shingrix. So that is the difference. And if you have had the old vaccine, the recommendation is that you go ahead and get the new vaccine. And some people will say, you know, to wait for five years. Clearly, you could have probably used it at three years. And I think my doctor did tell me to wait five years. Of course, I'd already had shingles by that time. So who should get the vaccine? What age do you advise your patients get it? You know, the CDC recommends it above age 50 for healthy adults. It used to be 60, but I think they have backed that down to 50 years old for healthy adults. However, if you are someone who is immunocompromised, it's recommended by the time you're 19. And that's sort of a newer recommendation that came out in January 2022, so a little over a year ago. So anybody who comes into my office who's immunocompromised, most of the people who are immunocompromised in my practice are people who have an autoimmune disease and they are on some immunosuppressant to manage their autoimmune disease. But it would include you know, people who have cancer, babies who aren't fully vaccinated. Yeah, that would be your immunocompromised population. Now, I don't mean to sound like a baby, but the vaccine hurt. And then you have to go back. Is it six weeks later to get the second? Six weeks. Uh huh. Yeah. And that one hurt as well. Is it a vaccine that I ever have to get again? So far, there's no recommendation for getting it again. So, what happens is like you're of that age that you had chickenpox as a kid, right? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you had chickenpox as a kid. Your body responded by making antibodies to the chickenpox virus. And those antibodies just kind of hang out in your body so that anytime you are re exposed to chickenpox, As a mom, when your kids get it or anywhere, your body already recognizes it and it's just going to take care of it and you're not going to get sick. But over time, our immune systems can wane. You know, our, our antibodies can become like fewer and fewer, a little bit less, a little bit less, especially if you're not re exposed and re exposed to things so that, you know, it kind of boosts your immune system every time you're shown something again that your body already recognizes. It's like, oh yeah, I recognize that face. But if you haven't seen that face in a really, really long time and you've seen a lot of other faces in between, it might take you a minute or you just might not remember at all. And that's kind of how your immune system works. Interesting. Well, people kept asking me, were you stressed? And I said, well, Uh not any more than usual. Does stress play a role? I mean, stress plays a role in everything because, you know, when you're under stress, 
your immune system doesn't work as well. The best thing that you can actually do to keep your immune system working maximally is to get enough sleep every night, get a little exercise, eat healthy food, and have have a happy life, you know, like have people around you that you love and love you. All of those things are good for your immune system. But the other thing is you, when you get older, there's so many things that you just can't control. And I don't think you can blame yourself for, you know, getting shingles going, wow, if I wasn't stressed, I wouldn't get shingles. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got over that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Maureen, what about people like my husband who have never had chicken pox or those people that aren't sure they've had it because it was such a light case. Should they get the shingles vaccine? Well, it's interesting that your husband doesn't think that he had chicken pox because he probably did. And he just doesn't know it. So he was probably, you know, it's kind of like COVID or, you know, mono, like so many people have antibodies, but they never really had symptoms. So they don't think they actually had the disease but they just had such a mild case that they probably didn't even know. They thought it was a little cold. Mm -hmm. But yes, he should absolutely get the shingles vaccine. Okay. And since 1995-ish, kids have been vaccinated for chickenpox. So if you've been vaccinated for chickenpox or again, have never had it, can you get shingles? Yes, because there are cases of like vaccine strain virus that can be reactivated. So even if you have just had the vaccine, it's much less likely that you are going to get shingles, but it is still possible. So today's 30-year-olds, I hear you saying, that have had the chickenpox vaccine should still get vaccinated, at this point anyway, against shingles when they get old enough. Yes. Okay. And anyone who's, you know, 30 who's had the chickenpox vaccine who is immunocompromised for any reason should go ahead and get the shingles vaccine. Well, my doctor, when she diagnosed me, pulled up on her laptop pictures of people with shingles. And oh, those pictures were gruesome. So I I can tell you, listeners, you do not want this disease. Would you agree with that, Maureen? In my practice, I have never had anybody who's had shingles say that they we're glad that they didn't have the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) There's nobody who's had shingles. It is, it's really painful. And the vaccine is not that fun for everybody either. So I had both of the Shingrix vaccines and I really didn't have a bad reaction to either of them. But there are a lot of people who react to either the first one or the second one. Most people don't react to both of them, but there are are a lot of anecdotal stories out there about people who have had the first vaccine and they've had a reaction and they just don't want to go back for the second one. But if you can convince them to go back for the second one, they're like, oh, that was easy. And then there's people who had no problem with the first vaccine And then they get the second one. They're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And um, it can trigger like uh, one to three days of, you know, fever, chills, headache in probably like one in six people. So it's not that uncommon. So I always recommend 
to my patients to get their vaccine on a Friday or like before their equivalent of the weekend so that, you know, they have a day or two, they may feel just fine. But if they don't, you know, they have an opportunity to just lay low and recover. That's good advice. So I remember it hurt to be vaccinated. My arm was sore afterwards and I felt rotten. So clear your calendar. Yeah. You know, Maureen, there's one more thing we didn't talk about. Can a doctor help in any way once you have shingles? Absolutely. There's no cure for shingles like, you know, there is for a bacterial infection. However, antiviral medications can really help shorten the length of the illness and the painfulness of the illness. So that's why it's just really important to have what we call in medicine a high index of suspicion. So if somebody comes in with pain and you don't quite see a rash, but it's in that distribution, you just want to get them started on an antiviral as fast as you can, even if you just barely have any symptoms. And the complications can be severe, from what I understand. I mean, my friend's pain went on, even with an antiviral, went on for months. It can. It really can. And the faster you get on antivirals, once you start having symptoms, the less likely you're going to have what they call that the post-herpetic neuralgia, that pain, that nerve pain that like can last for such a long time. And that's a very good reason to go ahead and like get the vaccine. Even if you are one of those few people who end up getting shingles after the vaccine, it is going to be less severe case, most likely. And shingles can also be disseminated inward. My mom had a case of shingles on her rib cage and did not get antiviral treatment for it. And then a few months later, she was having trouble seeing out of one eye and she went to the doctor and the, the shingles had, you know, spread to her optic nerve. Ugh. She fortunately has most of her vision, but it took months of steroids and IV medicine to save that eye. So the complications can be severe. Wow. And if you do get shingles in one of the facial dermatomes, like on your neck or your cheek or your face or your head, you should absolutely get that treated and probably see an ophthalmologist right away because you want to do everything you can to prevent the shingles from getting into your eye. Can you get it again? Yes. Ugh. I'm sorry to say. And I'm, so, I'm just sorry to say <laughs> you can get it again. But the second time you probably know what it is and you'll get treated faster. And again, just getting your shingles vaccine as soon as you can is going to be of benefit. Well, Maureen, as you know, I always like to ask my guests what one new thing they've done or discovered lately. And since you talked about one new thing like I said in episode seven, when you were here, you described your London fog. I have become addicted to those. So thank you very much for that. (laughs) But I am going to ask you about another new thing that you might've done lately. Okay. 
Well, I have become obsessed with this salad that I found in a cookbook by Nina Stone called Cooking for Artists. And it is an herb salad with feta and toasted almonds. It is a very labor-intensive salad, but it is so good that I make it at least once a week. And it consists of Italian parsley, fresh mint, and fresh cilantro. And you actually wash and you pick the leaves off, like every Italian, every leaf (laughs) off of the Italian and every leaf off the cilantro. And then you add like some feta cheese, crumbled up feta cheese, and some toasted almonds, and this fabulous like lemon olive oil with a little mustard and shallot vinaigrette. It's so delicious. And unlike any other salad I've ever had, it will keep in the refrigerator for like three or four days. Oh, wow. That's quite an endorsement right there. It only gets better. Like it only gets better because, you know, the herbs just don't break down, you know, even with the salad dressing and it just becomes more marinated and just more delicious. So I'll send you the recipe. I would love it. We'll put it in the show notes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think herbs are kind of a medicine cabinet of sorts. Is that correct? Yeah. There's so many good things in herbs, just anything green and alive that you can eat is is how people stay healthy. Well, I'd like to make that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on and talking about shingles. And I hope this encourages everyone to go out and get their vaccine. My absolute pleasure. And that's it for today's show. Thanks so much to Dr. Seitz for joining me and offering her expertise. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, I hope you'll listen to other episodes and spread the word about this new show. A huge thank you to Brian at Top Tier Audio for his advice and guidance. And thanks to you for tuning in. And remember, I'd love to hear from you if you discover a fun new thing. My email is pam at whoimettoday.com.